Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, everybody? I'm Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to the Brothers Brandt podcast, episode 143. Part two of our MLB Stadium Rankings. Yes, sir. Episode 142, we absolutely crushed uh, 30 to 21. And today, we're going to take it down from 20 to 11 and give you guys our our uh, our, our, our meat, our meat, our, our average. This is the average stadiums. Right. <laughs> I got to say... You know, we love food on the Brothers Brandt podcast. One of our favorite things about going to all these sports stadiums is trying the different concessions. And, you know, I think of this three-part series that we're doing on MLB stadium rankings as a sandwich. I think of it as like a nice, juicy burger. And the first episode that we did where we talked about rankings 21 through 30 I think of that as the bottom bun, you know, people don't really think of the bottom bun when you bite into a burger or a sandwich. It's just kind of there. It's a part of what you have to have to complete a sandwich. Except, except when you go to the McDonald's at one o'clock in the morning in McKinney, Texas, and they forgot the bottom bun. <laughs> <laughs> the sandwich starts. How could you forget the bottom bun? I got to tell you, Rob, our listeners out there, we were on one of our epic sports road trips with the godfather himself, Ram Silverman of Golden Tickets, and uh, we had went for a late night burger at a local Mickey D's, and my chicken sandwich had no bottom bun. Who starts a sandwich with the patty, the chicken? you got to start with the bottom bun. It just doesn't make any sense. Who touches it and figures, hey, you know what? This is right. This is how we make a sandwich. <laughs> Dude. We were dying, and and we came back from uh, the Baylor game. We came back from a double – I think it was a double header that we went to go see that day. We were down in Houston, and then we swung up to Baylor, back-to-back games. We were just shot, and it was just the cherry on top. Just We were all crying, laughing at just, like, what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to the reference, the first episode was just the bottom. You know, yeah. it's there – they're ballparks. Go check them out. There's going to be games there. Have what you will with them. Check out the bad ones, too. Yeah. Tell me about it. A dumpster fire in Oakland. Now, so this oh, no. episode, though, we're going to be focused on the meat. We're going to be talking about the middle. And, Rob, you defined it as average. Um, I think of this as really stadiums that maybe 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, whenever they were created – they were pretty awesome stadiums, and it's just the creativity, yeah. architecture, and design that's come along, along that's, with some nostalgia, as we'll get to in our that's, next episode. That's fair. I didn't look at it like that. I just looked at it as the average stadiums because you're right in the middle. Um, I will say that, um, you know, uh, like if we're looking at this as a sandwich, I see what you're doing here, bottom bun, meat, and then 
and then your, uh, your your top bun right there. I mean, the top bun might have some sesame seeds on it, maybe the toothpick with the pickle on it to spice Rob, it up. It, to make it, look it could really very fun. easily be a brioche bun or a pretzel. I mean, think about those buns. Okay, all right, yeah, I was thinking like standard sandwiches, you know, white rye, rye bread. Uh, you know, but no, I see where you're going with this. I would have went with an ice cream sandwich personally, or an mm. ice cream sundae, mm. the cherry mm. on top, the, the whipped cream, the sprinkles would be the one through 10, but we'll stick with this, uh, analogy you got here, but you're totally right, Rick. At the time, these stadiums were trendsetters. They were a big deal. They were a part of the movement. I would call it the big movement of stadiums to be more accommodating to fans and appease to them. Yeah, and some of these ballparks too, Rob, have uh, they've done some uh, renovations to stay relative. So uh, kudos to the uh, organizations, the cities, to really just go all in on their ballparks. I think without further ado, we ought to get into hit them, it. Hit, hit them with 20. You go 20, right. I'll, go, I'll go 20. Give me your 20. Who's number All right, so my 20th ranked stadium in Major League Baseball is a very good stadium. It's Kauffman Stadium out in Kansas City, yeah. home of the Kansas City yeah. Royals, Rob. Yeah. It seats 37,000, so it's one of the smaller ballparks. And you and I have enjoyed baseball games there, and it's a nice ballpark. I think one of the best features – that it has is actually beyond the outfield wall. Mm-hmm. They have the largest water fountain system in the country, Rob. Yeah. It's the biggest fountain system in the country. And um, when a player for the Kansas City Royals will hit a home run, water will project up into the air. And I just find it to be really cool. And a few years back, they put in a new scoreboard out in center field. And that scoreboard is one of the largest scoreboards in Major League Baseball. And it has a crown on top of it as if it was the Royals, like a king or a queen. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think to me, and those are the best features to the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. That stadium is is pretty like, so it's the Royals. It's pretty old. It, it's always been there since they started. Mine's a little bit higher. I do have Kaufman in this meat bracket that we're calling it but it's a little bit it's a lot it's a lot higher actually but um i really enjoyed like you said the renovations to stay relevant they made the water fountains even bigger uh they put in all these awesome suites uh they have that uh, i just remember the museum that we were looking at and doing a little tour of the kansas city royals museum which ironically like kc royals have a lot of history they have a lot of fun history it's not like the tampa bay rays where they're pulling for like you know this was a hit that sent us into the playoffs right you know they actually went to the world series have they won one i'm pretty sure oh yeah oh yeah the royals rob they've been around for a long time they've been a mainstay in the midwest the stadium's 50 years old so i just i felt it challenging to put the stadium really higher um, than where I did. I could see how you could move it a little bit, but for me, I still look at it on that uh, bottom tier. If you were to split the whole league in half, it's close yeah. to that middle of the tier yeah. kind of deal. You know, I'm I'm a fool. They they won. They beat my dear Mets. I, I forgot about that in 2015. The Royals beat the Mets in 2015. So exactly. Yeah, so I mean, let's series. let's get our facts together in the history books before we start shouting. Out great team too. Great team. Eric Hosmer. Yeah whole group all right so moving on uh my number 20 is uh we're gonna go to detroit michigan and we're gonna go to comerica ballpark uh you and i have had a blast there rick that was that was our first 
game first road trip ever we got into the outfield so i do have a special spot for comerica that's why i made it into the meat section really Uh, wow you know uh i love the tiger uh out on the prowl i love the pepsi uh porch um i remember years ago they hosted one of the most epic home run derbies in major league uh all-star history the the franchise has had winning seasons and world series so it's a special ballpark i mean look it's still in the bottom almost one third of ballparks but i'm slapping comerica at 20 that's interesting now i have them a little bit higher up not much higher just a few slots higher and some of the things that i featured uh in their you know piece here is is I love they had a little uh, center for families. You might recall there's actually a carousel and a, um, what's it called? Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, and all of the carts on this Ferris wheel are baseballs. And that was really cute. You got to love it. If you've got young kids, you probably take the family there. That's a fun thing to do. I love the dimensions of their outfield. So, That's one thing to me that makes a ballpark unique. So for me, Kansas City Royals, it's just the conventional round, you know, there's no oddities to it. And Comerica Park, prior to that, the Detroit Tigers had the largest stadium in Major League Baseball. You and I actually attended it when we were young, young kids. Mm -hmm. And to pay homage to that, when they built this ballpark in 2000, which was It was the first ballpark of the 21st century. Pretty cool in that little fun history. It's like being the first baby born on New Year's Day. Yeah. So Comerica yeah. builds this park and they pay homage to the largest playing surface by building the outfield in these unique, crazy dimensions for the year 2000. We're all about the home run ball and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and the home run cells. And Detroit says, nah. I'm going to stick it to the history and we're going to, we're going to pay homage to the hundred years of baseball in Detroit. So they create this stadium with these crazy dimensions. It ends up becoming the most pitcher friendly ballpark for the first eight years. And Rob, I just love that about the ballpark. I love the entrance ways. You talked about the tiger on the prowl. Yes. They have a massive tiger up by their scoreboard, but they also have, tigers in the entrance way when you come into the turnstiles the security areas there i just thought that was really cool you don't see big massive statues of like a uh i don't know let's see uh anybody and then so (laughs) i thought that was cool and then rob i just love the ballpark it's a cozy intimate ballpark but it's still kind of large in that regard too it's got like a combination of both feels to it yeah yeah Yeah, I agree with that. And I also like, like, the memories we shared in there might be biased from that, right? So biased from memories. It's got a little bit of the Detroit skyline in the background. You know know what I also like? I I also really enjoy seeing these games in the fall, too. Like, you know, fall classics, like September, October baseball. Seeing Miggy make that push, like the Detroit Tigers were always in the World Series. So you got to see it more on TV, which is pretty cool. All right, so we're never going to get through this thing if we don't hurry up here. Number 19, I got the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim Stadium 
Absolutely love that water fountain, that rock structure. I know this was in your 21 to 30 category, but this is cruising it at 19. We're not going to spend too much time on this, Rick. I'll hand it over to you for your 19th pick. Sure, absolutely. And Rob, we're not disagreeing too much on these stadiums here. We're give or take one or two spots. For me, this is where I start to get into a category of 19 and 18, in my opinion, are locked in together. 19 and 18, in my opinion, are Nationals Park for the Washington Nationals. Okay. And Citizens okay. Bank Park okay. for the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. And this category to me, they were both built. One was built in 2008. The other one was built in 2004. So basically the same time period. They seat within like a thousand people difference. So the stadiums are very similar in size. I also find them to be very similar in layout with the outfield walls. I find them to be very similar with the center field black out the dark area that needs to be either green or black in stadiums. I find that they're very similar and they have um, kid and family centric areas in the outfields. When you come through the gates, uh, there's spots to grab some food, a beer, hang out. The outfield is a cool spot to be. It's a, it's a smaller ballpark too. And um it's just somewhere where you want to grab a hot dog. You want to sit down on the third baseline and do the scorecard. Um, they've got good seats up in the upper decks. Nobody's got a bad seat in the house. Um, but for me, Rob, I find that Nationals Park and Citizens Bank Park, I don't know if they have the same architect or not, but to me, those are very similar stadiums. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They are very similar built. I feel like they're built around the same time. I have them up higher on this list, but yeah. Uh, totally get that. So that was eighteen. That was nineteen and eighteen. Your your picks right there. Yeah, and then I had Comerica Park, the Detroit Tigers, which we covered at seventeen. So that's all right. So I for eighteen, I had Camden Yards. Uh, so we already went over that on a previous podcast. I really enjoyed it. It's been a long time since I've been back there, but um, I really want to get back there. Remember what I like most about it. But when I was there, I remember I had a great time. Uh, so number eighteen, Camden Yards. Number seventeen is the. Arizona Diamondbacks Chase Field. Something about that water. You know, really enjoyed that pool out there, the dimensions, the again, the history, Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, Luis Gonzalez, seeing him beat the Yankees. Like, oh man, like it was cool to see. Uh, anytime I see, I get to see a stadium four times or three times for the World Series, like you grow to like it. The, the uh, announcers bring up more stuff about it, more fun facts, but I really enjoyed it, you know? Um, open, closed roof, you know, um, and then also uh, the fact that you got the pool. I think no one, no one else has that pays homage to all the homes in Arizona that have pools. So what ranking was that you gave it? Was it 16, 17, 17. see that heart. It breaks my heart a little bit, Rob. It's really a tough pill for me to swallow here. I go ahead and I organize a bachelor's trip where we and the guys get together and we fly into Phoenix, Arizona, and we go to Chase Field, one of our coveted fields, that, stadiums we've always wanted to go. And for me, I'm not even going to get into it on this episode because for me, it's in the top 10, all right? Oh, and, it's in your top 10? Yeah, it's okay. in my top 10, Rob. Right, There's so right. many things within that stadium okay. right. that's the part. And um, for you to rank it in the bottom half of the Major League right. Baseball all ballpark, right. I just – I'm having trouble giving your list okay. credibility. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with the I next lost, lost credibility over here. Damn. Okay. My 16th stadium, Rob, is Target Field. 
home of the Minnesota Twins, built in 2010, seats 38,000 folks. There's a couple things that are interesting about this ballpark to me. One, if you watch a game there, one thing that'll stand out is the stone that they've used throughout the entire stadium. The color of that stone is not found in any other ballpark. Yankees, they have more of a granite, um, lighter color. Yeah, yeah these guys what, what at is Target that Field. What is that stone? Is it um, what's it called? Quart, quartz or something quartz? like? It is just it's 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 rich. It's 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 like mahogany wood. You just look at it and you feel classy. And Target Field okay. just okay. feels classy. And you go there on a summer's yeah. day. Yeah, it's just yeah. beautiful. They've got interesting wall dimensions, the uh, varying height levels, the depths. And then, Rob, it pays homage to the twin cities of Minnesota. And they've got the linking bridge out there, some um, really cool features out in the outfield. Um, I just think, uh, you know, listen, it's in Minnesota. They get so many snowed out games I kind of thought, man, you build a new stadium not too long ago, 2010, maybe you build it with a dome, but they chose not to. I think that's really hurt the team actually in um, postseason play. They've just really been unable to get the hits going. And you or or like a partial or like a partial dome. Like I know the A's are trying to build a stadium out in Las Vegas that's going to have a partial dome. Well, that's to accommodate the heat. But I think of a Milwaukee Brewers ballpark, something like that. You can open and close. You got the, and we'll get to those ballparks in just yeah. a little bit. But yeah. um, for me, Target Field smack dab right. there in the middle. I like them at right. sixteen. And moving on to fifteen. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, well, we pass it back and forth. That's how it goes on this thing, Rick. You give me. Oh, I thought you did one. give your sixteen. I didn't do sixteen. I did seventeen Diamondbacks, and you ripped me a new one. I'm going sixteen. Rightfully so. National. Washington Nationals ballpark at 16. My 15 is the Milwaukee Brewers. Hmm. That is a very cool ballpark. Interesting. So I actually have Milwaukee Brewers in the next episode. They they just crept in at the very end there. You can take a guess at where I have them sitting. But you want to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium American Family Field now? Let's do it, brother. Let's, Let's, cut it. Let's dissect that stadium like it's opening from the center. Because it is. It opens from the center. It's the only stadium that opens from the center. <laughs> Once again, Rob, such a unique feature that it has to be up there, but yet you have it in the middle. Sorry about that. I guess my credibility on my list is shot over here, man. Um. So, uh, yeah, so I do have it in the middle. Uh, we're not getting around that one. We're not scooting that boot over there. But, yeah, the Brewers uh, – yeah, I thought it was a great field. I thought it was honestly a great field. You know, it's been years since we've been there, but uh, opening in the middle, you're you're acting like I'm shitting on these stadiums, Rick. I like these stadiums. I just my I feel like the other ones are better, right? Um, you got the you got the guy sliding down uh, in the uh, in the slide after they the mascot after they hit their home runs. So kind of like the Royals have the uh, the fountains, they have the the slide. Uh, you have sausage races which is really cool exactly Uh, the tailgating was awesome so okay yeah i can see your point for for number 10 
but I, I, I feel like I got, I got some solid ones here. So let me ask you a question here, Rob, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Let's go. Of every major league baseball stadium, all 30 of them. Mm-hmm. And we've been around the country. Mm-hmm. How many of these stadiums have you participated in the grounds crew? How many have you been on the field and watered down the dirt of the uh, infield? How many of them? Zero. Uh, one. 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 The Brewers. One. The Brewers Stadium. Exactly my point. You've been in the dugouts. You've been in the bullpens. You've been out on the field. Rob, this stadium to me is just absolutely fantastic. It's the only stadium that I can think of where when we walked up to the stadium, they were tailgating like it was a Sunday football game. And, Rob, they were out of the playoffs. There weren't many fans in the stands. But when there are fans in the stands and that dome is closed, making a postseason push, wow, pure electricity. You talked about it earlier with the Diamondback Stadium. When those Brewers win the postseason with CC Sabathia, that place was absolutely electric. I love American Family Field, Milwaukee Brewers. That's right. why they're not on this episode for me. Give, give me the give me the fifteen. All right, Bush Stadium, Bush St. Louis Cardinals. They've got the Big Mac area out in left field. That's Mark McGuire's territory. They've got the Gateway to the West. They've got the Golden Arch out in center field. Rob, there's a few iconic things in America. I think of the Statue of Liberty. I think of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And I think of the Arch halfway through the country. And they built that stadium with that arch in every picture. How cool is that to be able to go up like you and I did one day to the top of that arch and look down and see baseball being played right in the heart of the country. That to me is fantastic. They have some of the best parking garages in America. (laughs) You know, Rick, I just got to say here that Bush stadium does not make it onto this episode. It sneaks its way onto next episode for me. You can guess Mm. where it is. Mm. And that's the reason that's the reason. So the credibility on your list is shot. Where are we going to see the arch in every photo? Where are we going to like that is architecture at its finest to design a stadium that's going to have the arch in the background uh, and and have this beautiful view. And then they've taken it a step further because I went to St. Louis recently, recently within the past four years, and they have built a mini version of uh, Atlanta's The Battery next to their stadium and it's a Mm -hmm. party zone it's a central like party central they have bars uh with with rooftop bars so you can watch the game from the outfield it is so cool shout Um, out to bush stadium the st louis cardinals i gotta say i had a great time there i went recently four years ago to a game uh you and i uh, i don't even i haven't been to the game actually there i've been there twice though i went to the original and then i went to the one that they redid that's right that's right we've been to the original now Listen, there's no two ways around it. It is in both of our top halves, so we can agree on that. All right. For me, sliding into – oh, do you have 15 you want to share? Uh, it was the Brewers. Okay. For 14, I'm going to go City Field, the New York Mets. Okay. It is a great stadium. Uh, this is now the top half of ballparks in America. I would encourage all listeners to get to City Field and watch a game. 
preferably in September when the U.S. Open is going on, the tennis tournament. You can walk across the street and see a doubleheader, some tennis and baseball. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty unique, the proximity to such a mecca of a tennis facility. Yes. If if you're into tennis. Yep. But if you're not, it's just cool. And then they have this entranceway, which, Rob, you and I have walked through those turnstiles before. It's a rotunda. It's exactly a rotunda. And that is uh, to pay homage to the old original stadium. And when you come in, I think they call it Jackie Robinson's uh, rotunda area. That's what Um, I just said. Exactly. Exactly. In case the listeners didn't hear. (laughs) And, um, Rob, they've also got a a little shout out to the old stadium, Shea Stadium, out there in center field. Shea's Bridge, which is a cool spot for uh, patrons and fans to walk across out there in right center. They've got kind of like the bleacher creature crew in center field you've got the apple the big apple such a cool feature to the stadium uh new york city known as the big apple when a home run gets hit it comes up it does its thing and then it goes back down that is sweet that's cool they've got this party city (laughs) over in left field that they've built and they've got the finest fried dough you will find them i knew you were gonna go there i knew you were gonna say fried dough i knew it yes they have phenomenal fried dough uh, great uh, food, New York City hot dogs. They got phenomenal stuff. Pizza there. Uh, you know, the flavors of New York are definitely on showcase at this place. Um, I also think their Pepsi Cola porch is pretty cool. They have a Pepsi Cola porch as well. Um, and uh, and uh, City Field is a little bit higher for me, just to, just a shade higher. Um, I got 14. Uh, they're my 13, so we'll hang on them. They're my 13, but my 14 is uh, the brother, the big brother of the Big Apple, and that's New York Yankees Stadium. Uh, Look, New York Yankees Stadium is not going to move into the top 10. Uh, It it is an absolutely beautiful stadium. I mean, you feel like you're going, when you're on the outside, you get off the subway, you know, dirty subway and all this stuff, and and then you go and you look at the stadium, and it is like you're walking into the Coliseum, like a brand new Coliseum. The way they have it built, it just feels... Feels like money. Feel feels like you're walking into like a mall almost. You can't hide the money. You can't hide the money, like our boy Seth Greenberg said. So like you're walking in there, and like it, it feels like the Coliseum. They did a great job on the outside, and then on the inside, massive ceilings. Um, you know, we've seen many of games there. Uh, the food is amazing. If you ever want to spend uh, forty dollars on a sandwich, New York City is the place to go. Uh, they have this incredible prime rib sandwich and they have Aaron judge. Who's their best player, you know, MVP. They have the judges, the judges, what is it? The judges quarters or something like that. Or the judge judges chambers, judges chambers, which is cool. And people will dress up like uh, judges for, for, uh, for games. So that's a lot of fun. They have monument park in, in, in center field, pay homage to, all the all the greats, right? And there's so many of them. 2027 World Series, 2829 World Series. Um, everybody's in there. I mean, it's it's historic, right? So anything you want to add on that, Rick, for 14 with uh, New York Yankee Stadium? I'm sure yours is coming up soon for Yankees. You and I, I know, I know at the top of this list on the next episode, we're gonna highlight the probably two favorite ballparks that um I think for us, or at least in the top five, I can say for certain are the historic oldest ballparks in America. 
And part of what makes them so amazing is the nostalgia that you get when you come through. And Rob, that's what you just talked about. You talked about the nostalgia and the history that you can't replicate anywhere other than the Bronx. And so for me, Rob, that there propels Yankee Stadium, the history propels it into the top 10 for me, okay? Okay. And it's got some really cool features, like there's a Mohegan Sun Bar out in center field. They've taken that blacked-out area, which looks like just a black wall to anybody else watching on TV. But inside there is actually a phenomenal suite, and you can watch the game from in there. And just capitalizing on every nook and cranny to get the fans in there, the bleacher creatures out in right, the white facade at the top of the stadium with all the flags, and they change the flags depending on the standings in each division. There's the Audi club in left field, the all glass. I mean, it's just, you've talked about it. There's the Monument Park in center field, which no other stadium has, but then they have their own Hall of Fame as well. So for me, Rob, it's just perfect. And uh, it's in my top 10. We'll breeze over it when we get to it next episode. But, hey, take it or leave it. That's your 13th stadium? Uh, 14th. And then I'm going to give you my 13th, 12th, and 11th because we've gone over them already. 13 is City Field. 12 is Kaufman. And 11 is the Phillies. I love where you put Kaufman at. I think you're absolutely biased by putting the Phillies where you put them. There's no way of getting around that, Rob. <laughs> and that ballpark is equal to Citizens Bank, uh, excuse me, Nationals Park. Um, so wherever you have Nationals Park, you want to just put them there together. Okay. All right. I'll, re- I'll redo the list. No, no, no. Don't redo the list. You're doing just fine. And so for me, I'll give you my 13, 12, and 11. And if we don't have any of these on your list here that we haven't already talked about we can save them for next episode if you like but i think next episode is going to be a long one as we get into our top 10 so here we go my 13th stadium is lone depot park home of the miami marlins built in 2012 and i know you had this uh, a while back but uh you thought it was not one of the top stadiums in the country i think it's in the top half i think there's some creativity to the ballpark uh we talked about the fish tank behind home plate uh, the DJ I must have been too gone at that point. Yeah, probably <laughs> for me. I, I like the stadium. It's got a Miami feel. What you want is you want a ballpark that um, really owns who they are and, and what they're all about. Just like yeah. St. Louis does with the arch and New York with the food. Mm-hmm. And when you're down in the Miami game, you feel like you're in Miami watching a ball game. And so um, we've talked about in the past, that's where I've got them 13 Number 12, Rob, is a really phenomenal stadium. I assume you have it in your top 10 because we haven't talked about it yet. It's Coors Field, home of the Colorado Rockies, built in 1995. And this stadium seats over 50,000 crazy fans. It's one of the biggest ballparks in America. You and I have enjoyed games there. The altitude allows for home runs to just fly out like they're popcorn. Exactly. And this stadium is a mile high. If you go up to the right field bleachers up there, where they've since built a blue moon terrace, there is a row, a purple row of seats. 
And that row signifies being exactly one mile above sea level, which is so darn cool. Um, I love the center field area, what they've done with the rocks and the fountains, um, the trees out there for the blackout area behind home, uh, the vision of when you're up at bat. The left field scoreboard is actually cut out at the top, like the Rocky Mountains, which is pretty neat. It's just a phenomenal ballpark. I, I want to go into it more on the next call. I want to go on it more on the next one because mine's in there. Go on to your go on to your next one. Cool. Because at this point, Rob, these are great stadiums now. Great. These guys are just missing out on the top ten, but these are great ballparks. And coming in at eleven to close episode one hundred and forty-three of the Brothers Brand Podcast, part two, MLB Stadium Rankings. For me, it's the Seattle Mariners T-Mobile Park. And this is up in the greater Northwest. I, save, we're going to save it for next week. It, make, it makes my list next week. Excellent, Rob. I hope all you listeners out there have enjoyed these stadium rankings thus far. I hope you've put some of these on your summer calendar because they are an absolute treat to enjoy. And coming up in our third part of the MLB stadium rankings, it'll be our top 10 stadiums. For all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandon. We're the, we're the brothers, Brandt. Thanks for listening.